we're going to look at Matthew 16 today. We're going to talk about some of the scriptures that stuck out to us. And at the end, we're going to talk about how this actually does play a role and not only happens, well, not only influences what's going to happen tomorrow for us, but also the weeks, the months, the years to come. Yeah. And so we're looking at Matthew 16. And this begins with a really funny story. Like we read this and we were dying laughing, like trying to envision ourselves in this story. Right. It's cracking up. Yeah, so there's this demand for a sign, but then um, they get to talking about yeast, the disciples and Jesus. Like yeast as in the stuff that's in bread. And um, so we'll keep going on, but it literally, I want to read verse five. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take the bread. (laughs) Matthew, thanks for including that. (laughs) And so interesting be careful, Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so what's so funny... Verse 7, they're going, what? oh man, he, he's talking about this because we didn't <laughs> bring any bread. It's because we didn't bring Duh, any bread. Andrew, you moron, you forgot the bread. What on earth? <laughs> this cracks me I'm up. I'm sure Matthew writing this, they're probably in heaven laughing because it's probably some dig at one of the other Pharisees. Right, it's an inside or, joke. T- yeah, disciples. And every time it's read on earth, they're like, I remember Andrew forgot the bread. Totally forgot it. Knucklehead. <laughs> because it wasn't following, you know, the feeding of the 4,000. It's just practical. Just, yeah. You guys, remember the bread on the boat. Yeah, don't, don't forget to bring the bread. <laughs> but what? why that kind of stuck out is because... For your keto diet? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know what they got going Stop on. Stop it. They did it I know. If, if it's sourdough... I will take it. Anything yeah, yes, else, you, you leave that bread. Avocado toast and Bob's sourdough <laughs> bread. Don't get between her and it. You guys. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Oh, that's okay. a good idea. So why it was so funny yeah. and why it was just stuck out to us is because Jesus uses it as a teaching moment yeah. too. And so it was confusing, yes, because they're like, wait, what? But really he's making a significant point here about... Um, yeast and bread and how even though it's a small part of it how it can spread and you know um and really it's a main part of making bread but anyway he's likening that to um false teaching and how it can spread how it gets in infiltrates and it just causes problems right and so why i was like oh that's so interesting like thank you jesus thank you matthew for including it thank you jesus for saying that is because we in life all the time can use these mundane moments in life yeah um for teaching moments and that's exactly what jesus does here and all over in the parables and all over the gospels too and so even i know tree roots uh bath time um Making Are you talking dinner. about examples that we use? For, yeah, oh, but yeah. and just returning it All and turning those things into teachable moments when when we um, have a Holy Spirit inspired moment to maybe learn something ourselves, yeah. maybe teach something to the kids, and so that was one of those moments for us. For sure. So <laughs> yeah. we were talking about you know a tree root or a dead firefly or ant or spiders or yeah. we were just talking about death the other day because they, we saw a cobweb. And some kind of insect got eaten or wrapped up at right. least. And they're like, he's gone forever. I'm like, yeah, let me talk to you about heaven <laughs> right now. Oh, well, it was Natural a- transition. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful moment, though. Like, wow, look at this intricate web. Look at this design. Look oh, at- And then we found a butterfly. That's what it was. And then it was. Awesome. And so we actually have, we kept the butterfly and we're going to keep it. Or maybe like dry it and put it in a frame. Because that was just a beautiful moment where we're looking at the intricacy of how God mm-hmm. created. And it was just sitting there right in our yeah. lawn on the dirt. It was. So anyway. it's yeast, butterflies, insects. You guys. Bath time. Yeah. 
going to the bathroom, shoot, you name it, corporate household, where you're trying to oh use it for goodness. teaching moments. <laughs> we, if we can talk about Jesus, we will. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you were talking about the, a little later yeah, in the chapter. Yeah, like later on, Peter uh, confesses Christ, and Jesus asks this question to them. He says, who yeah. do you say the, the who do people say the Son of Man is? Mm-hmm. They give some roundabout answer, and then verse 15, he says, what about you? Mm-hmm. Who do you say that I am? And so, of course, Simon Peter jumps in and quickly answers, but... I guess as I as I read this story, I felt the Holy Spirit was encouraging me to sit in the story myself. Like, Clark, if you're sitting there and Jesus comes in the room and asks you, Clark, who do you say that I am? How would I answer that? Yeah. Obviously, you're, you're God. You're the Savior. You were a carpenter. Um, you're gracious. But I, I let myself sit in that and try to let my mind just go and go, who would... Right now, with my emotions, my circumstances, my thinking, life, my reality, who would I say that you are right now, God? And for me, looking ahead to tomorrow, I'm saying, God, you're sovereign. You're a creator. You're over everything. I look at the scriptures that talk about how God is sovereign over even the elected leaders, Mm -hmm. which has baffled all of us at some point in time in history. South Korea, North Korea, America, Canada, Mexico, Mm -hmm. you're like, how is that dude? How is that woman a leader? God, are you serious? And God's saying, yeah, I'm sovereign over all of this. Mm-hmm. And God's merciful. He's gracious. His past grace, his present grace, his future grace. And um, yeah, so I don't know, Bob, if, if Jesus walked in this room right now and says, Bobby Jean, who do you say that I am? How would you answer it? Uh, well, I think it'd be like, hey, what's up, Jesus? Like, just talked to you this morning, <laughs> five minutes ago. That's right. And um, I think when yeah. I'm sat in that, I think the the huge reason it's significant is because that's intimate to me. Mm-hmm. And so what's intimate to me in 2020 is that God is always inviting us to learn more and to know him more. But in 2020 specifically for me, one of the qualities that I've just really fallen in love all over again about God is um, that he is consistent, that he is not a God of uh, mm. chaos, that he's a God of peace and a God of, of order. And um, in a year that seems like there's just been one thing and another thing and and then another thing totally chaotic lots of disorders i found that i am just so grateful um for god and his faithfulness and his consistency that he is who he is and it's who he has been and it's who he will be another thing um we talk about the Prince of Peace often around Christmas time, and that's kind of a popular verse in Isaiah that will come up. But I really feel like that's just been, um, God's been a faithful companion to me in being the Prince of Peace this year too. And that's another way I feel like he's revealed himself a little bit more to me in this season is just, um, you know, peace in the midst of chaos. Peace because I'm here, I'm with you. And so what, what we're talking about though is so these qualities and these relationships that we this relationship that we have with the Lord and these qualities that we know and love about him really um should be basing how we're living how we're yeah. thinking how we're living and so that's kind of one of the questions that we move to yeah so first who do you say that I am and then at once we answer that yeah look at how we're living and see if it lines up right because if you if, if I really believe that God is sovereign I mm-hmm. should not have a lot of anxiety regarding the election. Hmm. I believe that God's working over it, in it, through it, that God's good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It went when there's chaos, when there's anarchy, when there's looting, when there's riots, and you have the Prince of Peace who's over this. Yeah. It should give us some peace in the midst of all the frustration, because I get that. We're, we're frustrated too. But mm-hmm. how am I living? And I look back, 
does that line up with who I believe God is? Right. So we invite you listeners, you viewers, to ask yourself that same question. Mm-hmm. Imagine Jesus comes in and says, hey, who do you say that I am? How would you answer that question? Yeah. And how does it line up with what, the way you're living? And mm-hmm. so kind of keep, keep going here. We'll wrap up. But looking at verse 19, after Peter does confess Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, Jesus says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was, in fact, the Christ. Mm-hmm. And so then Jesus goes on to predict his death, and he tells them, you're going to have to pick up your cross and follow me. And, you know, we're not the apostles, we're not writing the Bible, but I feel like the keys have, in fact, been handed by the Spirit to the church. Mm-hmm. Because the church, we're, we're God's game plan. We're his mission. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. He's in heaven. And at the Great Commission, he said, you got to go and keep doing everything I've taught you, everything I've showed you, teach other people my teachings, and you're my plan. Mm-hmm. You're the, the, the Spirit is going to use the church as the vehicle to bring in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. or as Matthew will say, the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. uh, right now. And so that, that puts uh, a great deal of weight and importance and reverence, I think, in this passage. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, do you have anything you would add to that? Well, I think we've just kind of processed, like, why don't we do this? Hmm. Like, when um, when our circumstance is difficult or when we're just in this routine where we're grinding and we're going to work and we're um, doing, our, you know, our daily life, why aren't we living, you know, with the authority um, that we believe we have? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we believing um, the things that we've confessed to believe and then, and but then remembering and living them obediently? Yeah. You know, why don't we? And so we, we talked about that just with it being too risky. You know, we don't want to have um, hard conversations with people that might come against us or... Yeah. Um, one of the other things we threw out too was so that, yeah, we don't want to deal with other people's opinions because then how would we answer, you know, why we're doing things or, um, it might be too risky. So we, we talked about Matthew and how Matthew literally left his tax collector booth. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. And he walked with Jesus to follow him. Yeah. And so, you know, verse 24 right now is talking about, okay, well, if you, you know, confess Jesus as Lord and you're believing who I am and that confession should affect how you live. Well, I'm asking you to die to yourself. Yeah. I'm asking you to surrender. Yeah. And so we, um, we don't want to do that. I think for me, kind of being transparent here, one of Mm. the greatest learnings during this COVID season and then transitioning into the election as you have the election, which most people have an opinion, whether it's educated or not. Um, COVID people have thoughts on that and there's a wide spectrum. And some of the other hot topic issues right now, whether it's the Supreme Court stuff, whether it's racial tension, whether it's you name it, there's tension there, is um, my balance of the fear of man and the fear of God. Mm-hmm. Because if I really believe that God is sovereign, he is Lord, he is the Prince of Peace, he's gracious, he's merciful, he's been so kind to me, um, that my ultimate allegiance is to him, not right. a political party. Um, it's looking out for the well-being of my neighbor. It's trying to live out the life that Jesus has lived himself and has called us to live. Mm-hmm. And early on in COVID and with the election stuff rising, I had in my mind friends, people from our church, like, okay, if I preach this, I, I know how they're going to respond. I know how they're going to respond. And the Holy Spirit convicting me going, Clark, you're going to follow me. If you're going to die to me, if you're going to pick up your cross and, you know, like Matthew, like Peter, leave it all and follow me. Mm-hmm. I want you to care what I think. 
Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. You're mindful of them and you try to love them and shepherd them, but you're focused on me, on my kingdom and my way and stick to that. Mm -hmm. And what hurts is oftentimes that's the middle road and you get shot at from both sides. And, And that's where it's like, oh man. So if I believe that God is sovereign, he's given us this authority. He's given the king, the keys of the kingdom to the church that now is the time for the church to rise up. Yeah. And so if we're going to transition to the election and we'll end here is, um, who do you say that I am? If I believe God's sovereign, if I believe God's gracious and he's kind and he's good, then I have to live into that tomorrow on election day. Hmm. And then there's a good chance we're not even going to find out much tomorrow. I don't know. Hmm. But the results as they come in throughout the remainder of the week, I have to remember that God's handed the keys over to the church this is who we believe he is. Now we're to be representatives of his to the world, whether we like the results or not. Yeah. You know, it's like fear God. And you're mindful of man, but you don't fear them. But he's nowhere near the level you're you're aware of God and his reverence and his power. Does right. that kind of make sense? Yeah. Well, I think too, so many people, you know, we want to be informed. And so, so many people, it's like, I want to be informed, so I'm going to watch my news. I want to be informed, so I'm going to read the paper. I want to be informed, so I'm going to go home and read all these articles that my friends have emailed me. I want to be informed, so I'm going to have all these tough conversations. Those are good things. I want to be informed, so I'm going to read the written word of God yeah. so I can be informed. Yeah, starting, because, starting there. Exactly. And yeah. so it starts in our hearts, like you were talking about. Then it goes to you know our homes and people that are immediate close to us. Then mm-hmm. it goes to our communities. And and that's that's the mission, like you said. So we've been given um, the keys where God's game plan for that's loving right. people. And so that's we want to be first and foremost informed that we're loved, that mm-hmm. we're in Christ. And then from there, we can walk out of that. That's right. Yeah. So as we wrap up today, let me read just the end of the chapter. Yeah. This is what Jesus says to his disciples. That's what Jesus says to you and I right now. He says, if anyone would come after me, he or she must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? And what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he or she has done. I tell you the truth, some who are standing here today will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So, as we wrap up, I want to say thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that, like Bobby said, you would be informed first and foremost with uh, God and his word, spending time with the Lord every day, allow the Holy Spirit to mold and shape and conform you to his image. And uh, whatever happens tomorrow, I want you to ask yourself, as if Jesus is saying, who do you say that I am? And how does that inform the way you live your life? And regardless of what happens tomorrow, the days to come, we'll have peace because God's sovereign, he's good, he's in control. That's all we got. Thanks for listening, you guys. God bless you guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.